Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Well, welcome in, everyone, to Footnotes. I'm George Faust, and again, for Kevin, as uh, we roll through the week, that is Kevinless on Footnotes. We are footless on footnotes, and uh, so we are going to roll through this and have a good time talking about uh, all things sports and your calls, of course, coming in. We'd like to have those. On the game hotline, it's 337-706-0111. That is the number to get in, and uh, we had a lot of fun yesterday. I, I, I enjoyed our our conversations um it get it gets passionate and and I we that that makes for good uh, good listening while you're uh, hanging around and driving around and uh, listening to the show. So uh, hopefully here's to another another day of exciting uh, sports talk radio right here on the game. Uh, so on today's show, uh, we've got a few a uh, few different uh, wrinkles that we're gonna we're gonna throw in, of course. Um, there's a lot to talk about. Of course, the Saints started their mini camp. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, of course, uh, as the uh, as the Saints kind of uh, look. You know, I, we've talked about it uh, all week uh, a couple of times uh, at different at different points, and uh, about how this team seems to be uh, more uh, put together. And, and there's room for optimism, I guess. There, there's excitement. There's there's a there's a there's a kind of a uh, an anticipation of excitement for uh, the Saints season because of the opportunities that lie ahead. I think there's a lot of uh, excitement surrounding and uncertainty, but optimism with regards to Jameis Winston and 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 him leading this team and. Uh, I think that can actually it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch this team kind of grow. Uh, I I actually I didn't know if I would really like uh, Andy Dalton like what kind of uh, quarterback you can tell that that guy has been a veteran. I, I I was watching some interviews with him and I I actually uh, we we talked to uh, we we aired uh, some interviews with him uh, over on the TV side of things and and. Man, he is very well put together. Kind of reminds me of a, 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 a guy. Obviously, he doesn't have the on-field resume of Drew Brees, but with the experience that he's had in the league, that's quite a uh, an asset to a guy like Jameis Winston. And maybe uh, in some ways uh, can fill that void of, hey, uh, being that teammate that Drew was to Jameis Winston. And that could be... A, a very beneficial thing as the season wears on because we know Jameis has talent, right? We understand that Jameis can can sling it and has the has the he's got the youth of of being a a great quarterback. Uh, he he has that ability. We can see the talent. We've seen it in the past. Um, and Andy Dalton is 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 a guy that has experience and. As experienced some success, 
uh, not not on a Super Bowl level, but he has experienced a lot of success uh, within the game and has has knowledge and experience, and he can lend his experiences. Uh, albeit a little different than what Drew Brees' experience were. So I I think that 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 kind of tandem might might actually might actually work out just from I, I feel confident about the the way that uh Andy Dalton speaks and and the way he he is is part of this team and and, and seems like uh they're in to make the Saints the best they can be, and that's important. And I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna see some. I think Jameis is gonna do great. I, I really I like the I like what he's gonna uh, be able to do for this team because I think he's young enough and he's he's got the talent and and he's maturing in in just the right time. So, uh, but I do like the the dynamic with him and Andy Dalton uh, coming in, aka the Red Rifle. Um, I like that, and then obviously uh, the 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 third the third quarterback in the room there is that Ian Book guy from Notre Dame. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure he'll he'll factor in at all, but it's always important to have uh, to have a good room, and uh, so maybe he's part of that as well. But I do like that relationship between uh, Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston, and and hopefully that continues to be a a positive. And uh, can help help Jameis as he moves on uh, as the starter and as the leader, and, and to become uh, to, to to help make this team uh, top notch. So uh, we'll talk some Saints. We'll 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 get into that. Uh, if y'all want to talk about that, you know how to get in touch with us. Seven zero six zero one 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 is the game hotline. We're gonna talk with uh, uh, at nine fifteen. We got Koki Riley. Um, He's uh, going to come on, and, and we'll chat some LSU. Uh, he's we'll talk. We'll talk. We're going to talk some baseball a little bit, and then we'll also talk with uh, him about some football uh, things going on. And and as the uh, as the Brian Kelly regime takes over and heads into their first fall camp with LSU, and how that uh, all shakes out, and look back at the spring and stuff like that, and see what uh, what he thinks about. Uh, about the uh, the Tigers and uh, you know the quarterback situation in LSU is kind of interesting as well because of course um, we all know Walker Howard he's he's there uh, but uh, apparently he's like number four on the depth chart or something like that at the moment just because there's so many uh, talented quarterbacks and so many quarterbacks that doesn't mean anything actually it just means you you have to be put somewhere. And uh, so uh, just what do we expect out of that quarterback spot? And then talk about the West, the SEC West. That is uh, one of the biggest, uh, one of the the, the best and brightest confer- uh, divisions in all of college football. And uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. And then we have a little treat for you coming up. Um, I, I think it's a treat. He's one of my favorite guys I've ever had a chance to cover. Uh, he, it's, uh, at the, t- in, in the 10 o'clock hour, we'll, we're going to, ch- we're going to switch gears a little bit. I know a lot of people uh, down here are, are maybe not major hockey fans, which is fine, it, it, but hockey did have a place in this area for a long time. And, uh, one of the guys who helped coach, 
helped helped uh, in the uh, story of the Louisiana Ice Skaters was one of their coaches, Kevin Kaminsky, the killer. It was his nickname when he played for the Washington uh, Capitals. And uh, he was kind of that enforcer guy, right? I mean, you go watch him on YouTube, you can see uh, that uh, Kevin was uh, uh, a guy that that took down took down some people when needed to be taken down, even though he wasn't the biggest guy on the ice. And uh, uh, so, Co- Coach Kevin Kaminsky, uh, he's uh, he's going to join us. He's going to talk. We used to break down that when he was here. He and I had a segment, and we would break down the Stanley Cup. And we would talk about, you know, like what went right, what needed. It was, it was very, uh, very, um, it was big league. I'm, let's just say, I, it was, it was actually, it was big league. It was stuff you'd see uh, on the big networks and stuff like that with, with an NHL analyst or an analyst of any kind and, and breaking down video. And, and uh, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And he's one of my, one of my favorite people because uh, he's so genuine. Um, and he he he's always been good to me. So I, I wanted to reach out because tonight the Stanley Cup Finals they begin. It's uh, Toronto. Uh, uh, check that. I'm sorry. It's Tampa Bay. I had the T in my head. Uh, it's Tampa Bay uh, taking on Colorado. So uh, that that'll be the the start of the Stanley Cup. And I told I told him I said, uh, Hey, Coach, I I'm gonna have to do a little bit of uh, extra research, I guess. Because, because um, I haven't been keeping up a whole lot um, with uh, with all I know is Tampa Bay is really good and I don't like anything from Tampa. That's what I know about uh, about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they they've done pretty well over the few, past few years. They're going for a a threepeat, so to speak. Uh, and uh, then ta- so Tampa Bay and Colorado, uh, they're your they're your chant they're your uh, Stanley Cup Finals finalist, and and they'll start that up this evening. So we'll talk to Coach Kevin Killer Kaminsky coming up, and he, look, he likes football too. He, I he, I know uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he he pulled for Alabama. I think he lived in Alabama or something like that back in the day, and so he he became an Alabama t- fan. Uh, Crimson Tide was was his team, so uh, that's always fun to give him give him. Uh, some the business about yeah so uh <laughs> we'll we'll talk to him about that and then we'll talk whatever else you want to play whatever else pops up right i mean yesterday it was hats we talked about hats and 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 how many hats i have today who knows i heard raymond talking about uh ice uh ice cream and stuff like that that the uh, what was that the poll question or something like that what, what was that yeah, so we have a poll question every day, but on Wednesdays we make it to where it's about food because we've had a poll question about food before and like everyone blew up about it. So now it's like a thing. <laughs> gotcha. So today's was what is your go to cool treat during a hot day? So Snow is cones. that still on the on the site? Is that still up there? Or, um, or does he take it down? It's just for his show. Cause I, I I set it up for his show. Just his show. Oh, that's okay. But I, we can I, always make a different one, a different yeah, option if you'd uh, like to. Okay, that's okay. I, I, I was just curious. Like, that's cool because, uh, um, but yes, that's uh, that's always interesting. So you never know what we'll, what will bring up, what topic will come up, and uh, it's it's all it's it's funny because it, it's uh, the, always the fastest two hours of my day. It seems like it take like sometimes it's like oh my goodness, it's got two hours, and then it's like all of a sudden, boom. 
oh, time to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it, it flies by, but uh, that's because um, you guys make it happen. So uh, if you want to get in on the show, you can. The game hotline is 706-0111, and uh, we will uh, come back. And we'll talk some LSU. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk some football as well. Uh, coming up uh, when we return here on Footnotes. I'm George Faust in for Kevin, and uh, we thank you for listening and enjoy the show as we roll through this Wednesday edition of Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back into Footnotes. George Faust in for Kevin all week long. Having a great time. We're halfway through the week here as Wednesday rolls around. And uh, just let me let, let me tell you about this. Rescue is Saturday, June 25th at Park International. It's a day of live music featuring Sarah, the, the Sarah Russo Band, Jet 7, Layla Laverne, uh, Hunter Corville, and Cam Nelson. There will be plenty of food, games, and even a raffle. Rescue Fest is a fundraiser for Rescue You Group of Acadiana, a group that provides financial and emotional assistance to grieving families of child loss. To buy a ticket or to buy tickets, go to Eventbrite or by visiting rescuegroup.org. All right. Uh, as we kind of roll through this Wednesday, hope everybody's up and ready and getting excited about uh, the College World Series and the action that'll take place there. That should be a lot of fun, a lot of SEC representation there. Uh and one of the one of the teams that's not there, but maybe was expected to be there, was LSU. And we're going to talk more about LSU with uh, Koki Riley. He joins us now from USA Today. And uh, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great this morning, George. How's how's it going? Oh, I can't complain. You know, it's a it's a good day. I'm uh, I'm on the radio talking sports for a living. You know, that's that's <laughs> not that's not too bad. <laughs> Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the, the College World Series, if you don't mind. And and just uh, are we surprised that LSU didn't make it uh, to, to Omaha this year? Uh, and there's four teams from the SEC West that are in there, and uh, and it's, one of them is not LSU. Um, I just think for LSU individually, I, I don't think it's a surprise that they didn't make the College World Series um, uh, j- just because of all their – a lot of their pitching problems, and we saw that, um, in, especially in, uh, in in the Hattiesburg Regional, just just how the bullpen kind of crumbled underneath the pressure of the lack of starting pitching and the lack of starting pitching just from a pure innings perspective, and, and, and you know it was just kind of a cascading effect for them in Hattiesburg, especially, and um, and you kind of saw what good starting pitching could have done against a team like Southern Miss when Ole Miss sort of just wiped the floor against them, but. Uh, and and that just sort of leans into the sort of the second part of your question, which is, is it a surprise that they're not one that just from a larger SEC West perspective, if there were four teams coming out of the SEC West, should they have been one of them? Yeah. Uh, if you look at the standings, yes. Uh, they were one of the four best teams in the SEC West this year, and Ole Miss was not. <laughs> uh, and 
A&M certainly was. I mean, they earned the number five overall seed in the entire NCAA tournament. Uh, Auburn had a had a lower seed than LSU uh, because LSU played uh, an extra game and won that extra game um, in SEC West play. Uh, Auburn actually played one less game than everybody else because I believe that they had a game against Alabama that was postponed. Um, so it helped them a little bit there in the standings. But still, um, and then if you look at Oh, and, and, and I'll, I actually uh, got it back. Uh, Ar- and look at a team like Arkansas that finished ahead of LSU in the standings. Um, and I know they got off to – they had a pretty slow start. Uh, not slow start, but slow finish to the SEC season and didn't have a particularly uh, good SEC tournament. But they looked very, very impressive, especially in the first half of the SEC schedule. So it was an absolutely stun me that they're there. Um, but I, I think if, if you look – um, if you would ask any Ole Miss fan or any LSU fan or any SEC baseball fan um, in, let's say, April or or even early May, that Ole Miss would be in the College World Series, they probably would have said you were crazy. <laughs> so uh, if there was a, a surprise uh, out, of the, out of these four teams that made the College World Series, I think it would almost certainly be them. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and I I, went, I graduated from Ole Miss, so I'm a I'm a big proponent for the Rebels. But it, I I completely get it. They were ranked number one at one point in the season, and then completely fell off the map. Uh, uh, yeah, so no doubt. So is A and M is do you think A and M's the favorite here? Uh, like, it, it, who who would be your favorite in this College World Series then? Ooh. That's a great question. Out of the whole field, yes, or yes, yeah. SEC field. I was just—I was going the whole field, but I—I I, yeah, I was going whole field. But if it's an SEC school, great. But if not, I just—I was just curious. Huh. Well, chances are it's going to be an, either an SEC school or a future. <laughs> right, school. right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. With Texas and Oklahoma both in, that, that's 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 unbelievable to me too. Like, <laughs> just that's awesome though. But it's it's it just goes to show the quality of baseball that that's played down in 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 this, the southern part of the country. Exactly, exactly, and you know, and there are also six teams that LSU played against all of them. But only won three combined games against those teams, which is uh, which is also kind of interesting. Interesting stat. I don't know if it means uh, that much, but um, it's it's interesting nevertheless. Um, in terms of an outright favorite, uh, with Tennessee out of it, it does muddy the picture. Yeah. I, I I honestly do believe that. Um, I guess you look at I, I I guess you look at a team like Stanford or A and M as one of those as two teams that are. A higher seeds heading into this, I, you could make a case for Notre Dame because they beat the best team, right. at least on paper. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't have a great, great feel for exactly. Yeah. For I'm not. I wouldn't be. I don't think anyone heck should be terribly confident in terms of who who to pick in this in for the College World Series. Right. But um, I since think that... you're asking me, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Man, this is really tough. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what what, um, what I'm what I'm thinking is that, that makes it more intriguing to watch, in my opinion, because then oh, now now because I think Texas might actually you know be able to they're 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 pretty solid, but then then again I'm like, well, A and M's 
pretty good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and in Stan- Stanford and Texas are you know those perennials, right? So you you see their name there, they're like, oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do well, right? You know, and then you look around and like, well, Arkansas is always pretty competitive when they get to Omaha, and it's like, wait, which way do you go? I I if you don't have an answer, that's understandable. You know, it's not like <laughs> it's we're, we're, we're not uh, splitting the atom here. But yeah, absolutely. I, I like Texas. I like uh, and as an Ole Miss guy, I, I I filled out a bracket. I put Ole Miss uh, winning it all just because I'm a homer like that. I grew up in New I, Orleans. Uh, I, I, here's the thing, but I mean, they've barely given up any runs in this tournament run. They're five and zero. They didn't give up any runs in the Hattiesburg Regional. They're as hot as anyone in the country. I wouldn't that that would. It's not impossible. Right. I, I, it's, 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 they might be the most far-fetched team out of all of them just because of where they, how good they, how not as good they were during the regular season, how heading into the selection, the selection show day, we really didn't think that they would get in. Um, we thought Alabama had just as good as odds. We thought Texas, Kentucky had just as good as odds, and um, boom, they're in. So, but if you're asking me for a pick, I, I should probably make a pick. So okay. just, I'm going to lead with A&M just because okay. they've had a really solid season and a very they, they played very just consistently well from top to bottom, and their bullpen was really excellent um, in the super in the super regional. So I I don't know I, I like Jacob Polish I like some of the things they do over there. So all right, um, that, that'll work. A&M. We'll we'll mark you down in pencil. It's all good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so with regards to LSU baseball, there's really I mean you. Know, nobody has to be panicking, right? I mean, they're in a good spot. This isn't something where, like, you know, they were supposed to get there and win this year. That That's not the case under, under a first-year head coach, right? I mean, even though the first-year head coach had taken his previous team to the College World Series, I, there's always pressure at LSU, no doubt, but it's not it, – it, there's no, no real concern uh, about it, right? I mean, this is – there's no need to hit a panic button, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, first year head coach. Um, they, they knew this, the starting pitching staff was going to be at least somewhat limited this season. J.K. Uh, Jason Kelly, the pitching coach, was going to have to do everything he could to um, get the most out of it. And during the regular season, they did that for the most part. So um, I, I, don't know, I think the one thing that I don't say is a shame, but the one thing that uh, I think you look back on on this LSU team and this LSU season that. You kind of wish you took even more advantage of, which is how loaded their lineup was. I mean, it's hard to build a. I know every lineup, all most lineups in college baseball are excellent, um, but this LSU team. I mean, with guy with Pearson, with Cruz, um, you had down the line with you had put Jacob Berry into that good discussion, uh, Kay Doty, all those sort of guys, and the fact they're going to lose um, two of them, if not more, to. Uh, they will be draft. You just have to load up on that. I'm not saying their offense is going to be like a lot worse next year. They're always going to be off good offensively. It's a Jay Johnson team, and that's what Jay Johnson teams do. Um, but I, but I guess just looking, just kind of looking at this from a slightly different perspective. Just that um, not having Barry, not having Doty, and not having some other than that lineup next season. Um, it, it's just a little disappointing that they couldn't that they couldn't make this offense into like a really special offensive season for them. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's talk. Let's, let's switch gears a little bit and, and and talk a little bit about football. As as Brian Kelly kind of enters this first uh, phase of uh, with LSU in the in first fall camp, uh, 
there there's an excitement level and there's also a lot of expectation right with regards to uh when you, when you get a guy like Brian Kelly who's who's you know got the pedigree he's got and and, and the history he has uh, so there there's a lot of expectations what what are we looking for out of this first fall camp uh with coach Kelly um i i think we're looking for uh some clarity I guess mm-hmm. I think we're looking for looking to see how the cornerback room sh- sh- shapes up and who who could potentially be the, the the three starters there. I think we have a pretty good idea. Um, I, I think we have a pretty good deal, idea that Greg Moore is going to be in the nickel corner, but I don't think we have the clearest of ideas who exactly we're going to get on the outside. Is it going to be Mackay Gardner for sure? Is it going to be? Jarek Bernard Converse, I'd actually be pretty surprised if he's not one of those guys. Is Seven Banks going to earn a spot in there? Um, really, I can kind of go down through each position group, um, especially the offensive line. They definitely uh, settled into a five guys there, but uh, we'll see what that exactly looks like uh, when we get, get an even closer look at a guy like Garrett Dellinger or Marlon Martinez, for example, who weren't quite as active uh, because of injury during spring practices and how do they fit into the mix and uh, a lot of stuff like that, and, uh, and I think the biggest question of all, of course, is the quarterback position. Like, what's that going to look like? Yeah. Who's going to be the starter? And right now, we don't have that many hints, if any at all, um, uh, as to who will end up winning that job eventually. So, uh, yeah, just a lot of questions and things that to be answered. And of course, they're just going to um, start to uh, ramp up to the season and uh, start to uh, sort of gel with. That playbook even even more. I, I think the spring, a lot of the spring was about building culture and building habits, and I think the fall is going to be more about uh, the nitty gritties, the the playbook, um, uh, under getting even a deeper in, deeper installing that into the guys and into the teams. So uh, it should be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, now obviously Walker Howard, you know the big guy, freshman guy coming in. Uh, the, do you think he he gets a shot at starting? Uh, is that I mean, it seems each year uh, it doesn't matter what school, young the the freshmen are contributing. That 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 idea that freshmen don't get on the field anymore that that that's an old school thought uh, that, that you don't think about that in, in, anymore in, in this day and age because the younger you are sometimes that's not a not a, a liability that's an asset uh, and, and a guy like Walker Howard has come in with so many accolades and and the does he does he sniff that 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 field this year I mean he's gonna get playing time for sure right um I I think in, right. With a lot of other schools, I think there may or may be a chance that something like that happens when you got the young quarterback and they they play that first year. But I think LSU has stacked the deck, stacked the deck with so many of these quarterbacks. I, I have trouble seeing it happen mm-hmm. um, in terms of real playing time outside of like you know yeah, clean up time duty. again, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Southern, uh, <laughs> for example. I don't know. I just picked no, the right. Team. I understand no Southern. Uh, <laughs> no, I but, get you. I get yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I just feel like I, I look at this quarterback room, and I, I mean, Miles, Miles Brennan is out of out of eligibility after this season. So if he transfers, I don't know if the NCAA would give him another year of eligibility if he didn't win the job. Uh, look at a guy like Jade Daniels. I guess he could transfer if he didn't win the job. You're kind of looking at 
what opportun- what things would have to happen for an injury to happen and then Walker to play because Walker, uh, as talented as, as he is, is clearly the fourth quarterback in this four-quarterback uh, race, and he seems pretty comfortable with that, at least from afar. Um, so I, I don't know. It's it just like the num- from a pure numbers perspective, a lot of stuff would have to happen in order to get him um, into a position to potentially play. Yeah, you know, I, not even to be the starter. So I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I completely get it. I, and that's what I was talking about earlier. I, I knew he was at, at listed like right now as the four. And and yeah, that's a, a lot of things have to happen. It seems like, but you know, I, like that's what I. It's that's why it's so interesting because you know for for that one year where Joe was the the quarterback and and there was no worries right it's like this is this is great you know it, it's kind of like when you look at the Saints and you're like now Drew Brees was there for so long and now the uncertainty surrounding the quarterback position is it, it makes you it makes you nervous as a fan and uh so yeah absolutely i i, I understand what you're saying that, that a lot has to happen to for for uh, Walker to uh, see quality playing time uh, uh, next season. But uh, uh, with regards to next season, I mean, look, you look at the SEC West, as, as I said it earlier, it, it, it's it's like the, uh, the – it's just an unbelievable uh, set of teams in there. So where does LSU kind of fit in and, and rank out with regards to this season? Do you think they, they can win the West here? Ooh. <laughs> I don't think they can win the West. Right. I, I just, I, I, I mean, Alabama exists, and they're too talented. I was kind of deep diving their roster the other day uh, for this other thing I was working on, uh-huh. and it was just, it was just an absolute embarrassment of riches. And it was almost like a disappointment in the article I was reading that there wasn't more than than like two guaranteed first round picks on the defense for this year. And I and was, it was, and it's just crazy. I mean. Their their defense is absolutely crazy, and we haven't even talked about Bryce Young, who won the Heisman last year. So I don't know. They have a couple question marks, I, I guess, with their with their receiving core. They don't have a lot of um, established pieces pieces there, but they have a lot of talented pieces, that's for sure. Um, for example, and their offensive line might be a tad bit shaky this season, but that's also probably stretching it compared to ninety five percent of other college football teams. Um, but I think they are the uh, they have to be the favorite in the SEC West and the SEC and in the country this season. Um, but then it gets really interesting because we're looking at a whole bunch of teams that aren't terribly far away from each other. You look at a team like Mississippi State, they should have a, another strong veteran roster this season. Look at a team like Ole Miss, they have a whole bunch of transfers, but those players are talented. And Link is a good coach. Um, you look at Texas A&M. And they're A and M. They're really good. They just brought in the, like the greatest, literally the greatest recruit uh, recruiting class of all time. <laughs> uh, and then there's a team like LSU and all the new stuff that's going on with them. I, I think LSU is probably going to be somewhere in the middle. They're going to win some of these games. They're going to lose some of these games. They're going to surprise some people here and there. Um, and I've been kind of settling on the number eight. So I'm roughly in there like an eight win team, and that's roughly middle of the pack in the SEC West, which would be top of the pack in most other divisions in college football. So <laughs> yeah. um, nothing too, nothing to be too ashamed of. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. Well, th- Koki, thanks so much for the time, man. Really do appreciate it. And uh, uh, always a pleasure to talk some, uh, talk some football So uh, and baseball <laughs> with that. But thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, George. All right. That's uh, Koki Riley from the uh, USA Today Daily Advertiser and uh, talking to LSU there. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll break down that and uh, have much more here on the game on Footnotes. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Which NFL MVP annoys Kevin Foote the most? Who is Aaron Rodgers? He's the most arrogant athlete I've ever seen. I think he's really to his core that arrogant. He really believes, why in the world are you even speaking to me? You are a lower form of human being. That kind of arrogance is what I'm talking about, and I think that's who Aaron Rodgers is. That is correct. Now, back to more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back into footnotes. I'm George Faust in for Kevin Foot. All right, um, he is... Uh, Enjoying his time away as uh, we roll on here. And guess what? It's the game's birthday, and this is your invitation to party with us as we celebrate 10 years of being Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Join us at Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey on Wednesday, June 22nd. There will be delicious wings and amazing door prizes, including station swag, Astros tickets, a 50-inch TV donated by AVI, car washes from The Wash, donated by Service Chevrolet, a gift card from Partners Limited, and so much more. In addition, Crunch Time with Migas and Mesh will be broadcasting live from the party. So come join us at B-Dubs on Wednesday, June 22nd from 5 to 9 for the game's 10th birthday bash. Am I the only one that does it that way with the B-Dubs? Does somebody else do that or just that's just me? It's just you. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> I I was hoping I was unique. Food didn't even know. He's like, what is B-Dubs? I said, it's, it's Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> he goes, oh. <laughs> It's not cool. Why, but B dubs? Yeah, why? Because oh, because of W's. The two and it's two mm-hmm. W W Wait. wings, wild wings, dubs. That's two. I'm with you, and and then you know that's what you call a, <laughs> a, a all W. Their, all uh, of their jerseys, whenever they wear the jerseys, it says B dubs on the back. Oh, does it? So I didn't know. Then Foot was like, I, I didn't know that was called. I was like, it's on the B-dubs? back of like their uniform they usually wear. That's just I just threw a little flavor in there with that. You know, I put a little put a little lemon pepper and some some seasoning <laughs> on that. B dubs. All right. Okay. All right. I'm sure they appreciate that, by the way. Uh, okay, we are rolling through. And uh, what is it? It's, uh, wow, already 43 minutes past the hour. So if you have to be somewhere for 10, well, you might want to hurry up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, good stuff there from Koki Riley. Uh, we talked. I, I like that. I asked him for a, 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 a winner. Of the College World Series, he's like, "Oh, I didn't even think about it." Like, Hang on, give me a second. Uh, I, I, and I did literally pick Ole Miss, and I, I bracketed it out. I have old. It, it's the uh, it's the underdog championship in the bracket that I filled out. And uh, you know, I know people don't fill out the brackets for baseball. It's it's kind of silly, and like it's not like the NCAA basketball tournament where everybody fills out a bracket, but. I was like, eh, Ole Miss is in. I'm gonna do it, and, and so a couple of guys. I was like, Hey, y'all want to do it? We're not paying anything. We just we just doing it for the for the uh, the the 
pure enjoyment of uh, of seeing who's right or who's wrong. And uh, so I have Ole Miss and and Notre Dame in the final. The the underdog. Uh, underdog college world series championship uh and so and then obviously Ole Miss wins I mean I mean that's that's not even uh, that's not even uh a, a thought there shouldn't be even a, a half a second of thinking about that because we already know that's going to happen uh but in in the other <laughs> in the other uh ideas I, I you know I was kind of looking around and I'm like Texas and Stanford those two teams they're always in the college where it seems like they're always there like they're like LSU, where they're it's it's just you know Omaha in June. Okay, LSU is going to be there. Do you think that anyway? And and whether it's true or not, that's just the way it, it, it's it kind of has resonated in our in our minds. And but Stanford, Texas, and see, I'm a, I'm a product of of like when Wichita State would be there. Like that was I was like, oh, Wichita State seems like they're there every year. But in reality, they they weren't. They just had those weird-looking uniforms that said shockers across their chest. So uh, different. But Miami's another team that you always think ah, they'll they'll be in the College World Series. But Texas, Stanford, they're the they're the uh, the pedigree, I guess, so to speak. The uh, the uh, uh, in hockey they have the original six. Those are the those are the original six teams that started the 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 professional hockey NHL. Uh, and uh, so Stanford, Texas, I think, could be considered part of the originals, the the OGs, if you will, uh, with regards to college baseball. So uh, that was funny when he he, he picked A and M, Koki did, and then uh, and then uh, talking about football, obviously, uh, you know, it's 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 interesting because you know the quarterback situation is the the thing that everybody's going to be watching for LSU. It just that because of the uh, it has such a big impact and and it's going to mean so much and so I if if Miles Brennan can can be the be the guy I think LSU might be in a good good position and and one thing that I, I didn't bring up with uh, Koki but I was thinking about is is what Brian Kelly does really well is something that LSU needed help with and 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 that is offensive line right I mean if you look at what Notre Dame's been able to do. Uh, when he was there, and who goes to the NFL from Notre Dame while he in his tenure? I think I, I don't know the actual exact numbers, but his offensive linemen uh, have been very well uh, put together, and 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 so I think that is going to bode well. He's going to build uh, from the line and 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 work his way back, and and that should be a benefit to to LSU. Uh, all right. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to, we're going to, uh, you know, finish up this hour and then, uh, we're going to turn our attention a little bit to, uh, hockey. And then we'll talk some saints. We'll talk some more saints and then whatever you want to get into, get talk about as well. We can do that. Seven Oh six zero one 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 is the number to call. Let's take a break. We'll come back here on uh, footnotes. I'm George Faust and for Kevin foot. And you're listening to the game. One Oh three, seven Lafayette, one Oh four, one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana sports station, your home for the LSU tigers and the Houston Astros. Great news, my sports-loving friend. No more aimlessly searching for sports talk love by swiping left or right. Love 
that's because you've already found the perfect match. For Sports Talk Love, that is... Now, back to the only lover you'll ever need. The game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back. Welcome back in. Welcome back in. Uh, Be sure to, uh, you know... Stick around and uh, get ready for our interview with Kevin Kaminsky, the former coach of the Louisiana Ice Skaters, and uh, he's uh, been bouncing around, uh, coaching hockey and all that good stuff. That's coming up. Uh, before we do that, let me tell you about this: the, gla- the game clubhouse at one zero three seven thegamecom one zero four one thegamecom can help you with your date night blues. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you will have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a hundred and fifty dollar gift certificate to Mister Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou, or a fifty dollar gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House, or a twenty five dollar gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. But you can only score these great prizes by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at one zero three seven the game or one zero four one the game. Dot com, both of them, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So go sign up today. All right. Um, let me check that off my list of things happening. And uh, as we uh, – all right. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep things rolling here. And uh, we'll go to the phone lines and, and, and chat with uh, – uh, Rocky, Rocky's on the line. Hello, Rocky. Hey, George, how you been, man? Oh, uh, if I was any better, I'd be twins. Oh, if you'd be any better, you'd be Kevin Foot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, on a hey, cruise. About, hey, hey, seriously. Uh, but anyway, we're uh, um, UL is having a big fishing rodeo down at Intercoastal City on July 14th, 15th, and 16th. The Vermillion chapter is kind of. Uh, spearheading the rodeo, Mr. Kelly Richard, and we're going to be down there trying to help out and make some money for the Athletic Foundation. Okay. When, tell, yeah. me, tell me when that's happening again. It's July 14th, 15th, 16th at the boat landing down there at Intercoastal City. And we are going to have a ping pong table down there, and I'm going to be accepting challenges. <laughs> okay, oh, I'm, pre- so I'm pretty good at ping pong. To come down there and try to challenge me into a game of table tennis. Uh, I, I'm pretty good at ping pong now. Uh, well, I don't play ping pong. I play table tennis. There's a big difference. Uh, I, I don't know the difference. All I know is that I look like an Olympian when I play. Well, uh, <laughs> have you seen the movie uh, Forrest Gump? Yeah, that's exactly what I look like. Well, I, I beat Forrest the other night. I played him <laughs> down in New Orleans. He was in New Orleans. We went down to New Orleans. I came out 22nd in the state of Louisiana two years ago. That's awesome. No, seriously. Well, I, but the thing about it is there, all the good players weren't there with COVID, you know. But, no, uh, the fishing rodeo, you can, uh, you know, go on the website. Yeah, I was going to ask you, where, where do people um, sign up? And everything. Where? And uh, they're just trying to make money for the UL uh, Athletic uh, Foundation. Hey, uh, so what's do you know the website? Um, offhand, George, no, okay. uh, you know, I, you know, kind of ca- caught me off guard, but uh, I'm sure if they if they look around the UL fishing rodeo, etc., Mr. Kelly Richard from Abbeville, he's the one spearheading it. It's going to be a big event. They're going to have four big bands there. Uh, it's going to be a big deal. They have all kind of uh, sponsors. 
They also, and it's going to be cool. They bring in great big misting fans. They have fun jumps for the kids. There'll be food. Uh, this is this is going to be real nice. You know, the UL uh, 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 you know nation ought to get behind it. All right. Well, thanks for the heads up on that. And and uh, I, I expect you to bring your hundred dollar table tennis uh, paddle down there when you come yeah. play. Okay. I I I was just kidding. I'm not really that good. <laughs> <laughs> I did have I I did have a a a a, 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 a table when I uh, when I uh, I got one for my birthday, my fifteenth birthday. Set up. Uh-huh. My, yeah, it was it was awesome. We we. I, well, I, I started playing that young, and then I'm decent, but I'm sure you would uh, if you're well, if you're really that good. Then I'm not. I'm not. Well, even we play. It. I play in a league in Baton Rouge, and yeah. we have See, I'm forty not guys, and I uh, also play in the North Shore Table Tennis Club. But uh, I mean, these guys are just unbelievable. It looks like it seriously it looks like the Olympics on some of them. Yeah, but that, uh, that's what, good what stuff. I want to say on the fishing rodeo is that uh, uh, it's a, it's an effort. You know, to help out UL, uh, try to put a little money in their pocket. And, uh, you know, we're trying to get all the alumni to come, even if you don't fish, just come support, buy a hamburger, buy a beer, uh, see all your old friends. Would you believe we had a fish one year? I took a picture of the fish, George, and guess what? The What's picture, up? the fish was so big, the picture weighed 12 pounds. Just a picture. <laughs> that's great. I got that's you. Great. No, that's awesome. Anyway. That's good stuff. <laughs> anyway, I hey. want you to bring foot down there, and and we're gonna make a big meatball and spaghetti just for you and foot. <laughs> we'll work on All that. Right. We'll work on that. All right. Man. Th- well, thank have you. a good one, and go uh, go case. All right. Thank you so much, All man. Right. All right. Um, so there you go. We'll we'll have to find out some information maybe and put that on uh, on the socials or something like that. Uh, UL Fishing Rodeo, July 14, 15, 16. Uh, so uh, coming up. We'll, I guess we're right up against the last break here, right, uh, Hannah? So uh, we'll we'll take that, and then uh, also what we'll talk about because I, you know, I, I do what I'm told, and Kevin wanted me to make sure I talked about heartbreaking college football losses. Uh, so we can we can bring that up in the ten o'clock hour after we uh, talk to talk a little Stanley Cup Finals and uh, all that good stuff. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll do that. Cause I, I, I have a feeling I can bring it up with Co- coach Kaminsky, uh, when, uh, when we talk about, uh, Alabama, cause you know, Penn state and Alabama, uh, that, that was, a uh, in the sugar bowl one year for the national championship and Penn state won that one. Uh, so maybe that'll, uh, hurt, hurt those Alabama fans a little bit. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be back, uh, top of the hour here as we roll through on another edition of, Footnotes, I'm George Faust in for Kevin, and you are listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. All right, welcome back into Footnotes. George Faust in for Kevin as we kind of roll on on this Wednesday as we get your get your Wednesday off to a uh, great, great uh, start. And uh, RP3 did that for you a little earlier. I'm continuing the, 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 the realm. I'm going to get you to lunchtime uh, right around 
and then uh, and then it's up to you to stick around for the the evening part of the the lineup as well. So part of part of the uh, the allure of uh, of this show is you do what Kevin tells you to do. Uh, <laughs> and uh, one of the things he he brought up was talking about heartbreaking college losses. Yesterday we had a couple of guys call in and uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of their fa- their their most memorable moments with uh, the heartbreaking losses, and that was of course uh, uh, the kick six Alabama and Auburn, uh, and then uh, there were some other ones with the, the Cajuns and Oklahoma State, and then uh, the A and M game obviously in Iowa State and things of that nature. Um, there's a there's a few other ones I have on my list here. We, we that are you know it's an open topic for all week long. So uh, feel free to call in seven zero six zero one 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 is the number to call if you want to get in. Uh, one of my favorites is actually this one, it, it, and and I remember actually watching this game live. I was at I was with my uncle. We were we were hanging out with my my cousin and I. We were watching the game. It's the in 1984 i literally remember watching this game so like it's a vivid memory in my mind um and it won won this quarterback the heisman trophy and and so sitting there watching that and i could not believe i i just it was it was complete astonishment that this event had just happened and it's miami and boston college and when when doug flutie let that ball go and flip that, that, that he just 50 yards scrambling around like a like a little kid around a group of guy a group of grown men that's what it looked like because Flutie was so short and he turns around and he lets that thing rip the number 20 and I remember thinking number 20 that looks so weird as a quarterback you're number 20 like that makes no sense like why is he number 20 it doesn't it doesn't fit and so he throws the lets it go and man it was it goes through a bunch of people and it ends up in in a a, a Boston College wide receiver's hand and touchdown and they win the game and that that play right there literally won Doug Flutie the Heisman Trophy that year. So uh, that's that's one of and and it was complete utter shock. Uh, it, it, just the fact that they could win the game like that on a last say and I and maybe it's happened before, you know. But in my mind, that's the first time I kind of remember and see. Oh my goodness, that you know it ain't over till it's over, you know. To quote Yogi Berra, uh, it's it's you know that's it's it's just so vivid in my mind. So that that to me is one of my one of my most uh, memorable uh, heartbreaking losses, if you will. I, I wasn't an, a Miami fan, so it wasn't heartbreaking for me. But I'm sure uh, a lot of people uh, in Miami who pulled for the Hurricanes at that time, when you know that's kind of the heyday of the Hurricanes. Uh, uh, that that was their they they were pretty pretty uh, solid back then uh, in the mid '80s. That was their they they were rolling uh, down there in Coral Gables. But uh, Boston College went in and shocked the world, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So that's a good one uh, to to always remember. And it, and when college football season rolls around and they get to that that anniversary, they always show it. And it's 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 one of those icon. It's kind of like uh, the the. So in basketball, the one of the 
the heart wrenching things that's happened was when Ole Miss was playing Valparaiso and Bryce Drew hits a last second shot and that that Ole Miss basketball team was like well, I think they were a two seed or a three seed and they lost to to Valparaiso where Valparaiso come on really and uh, yeah last second shot and just. Just stuff like that. That to that kind of heart wrenching stuff that happens uh, in sports that it makes it so great and makes it so uh, so heart heart wrenching at the same time. All right. So uh, if you want to talk about that, we can. We've got our, our interview with uh, Coach Kevin. Killer Kaminsky. I was just doing a little research on Kevin. I never looked him up on Wikipedia, but he's on there, right? So uh, he played for three different NHL teams, the Minnesota North Stars, Quebec Nordiques, and the Washington Capitals. And it was with the Capitals where uh, he kind of uh, kind of stayed a little bit uh, and was eventually uh, – I mean, look, he had a long career. He played from 1987 to 1999. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive, and so he has. This is a, this is a, a a dubious stat. I think uh, he played in two hundred and eighty six games in the AHL, and that's less than four full seasons. And he stay, he's in the top fifty in all time in career penalty minutes in the league. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Coach Kaminsky, Coach Kevin Killer Kaminsky, going to join us uh, coming up here to talk Stanley Cup. We used to do a segment with him uh, on the TV side of things with uh, uh, with him and I, and we would break down the Stanley Cup, uh, the playoffs, and and it was it was a good way to kind of because uh, back then obviously the ice skaters were still around, and so there was some uh, interest in hockey. And even if they're in it, it's it's the this time of year. There's uh, there's you know. No high school sports being played. There's the college sports scene is 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 kind of dwindled down, uh, and and so it it made perfect sense to to kind of incorporate uh, a little bit of hockey uh, and and you know who doesn't want to be sitting near ice when when you live down here at a hundred uh, degrees a day. You know every day is like almost a hundred degrees. It's always fun to uh, cool off a little with some hockey. So we're going to talk Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, Tampa Bay and Colorado. That, we're going to do that in a little bit uh, with uh, Coach Kevin Kaminsky. He's uh, scheduled. George. He texted me and he said, "Hey, hey, George, um, is it uh, what time? What time is it over where you are right now? Because I think he's up in Saskatchewan. If uh, if I uh, Canada, um, he's." Uh, He's he's coaching up there now, uh, from what I understand. If I if I'm wrong, I'll uh, we'll get him to te- correct us. But uh, yeah, so he's uh, yeah, it looks like he's coaching the the Larange Ice Wolves, and so we'll talk to him about uh, all that fun stuff and and what's going on and and uh, break get him to break down the. Uh, and then we'll reminisce a little bit as well for you uh, ice skater fans that that maybe uh, remember Killer and and, uh, and and all the the good times had at the ice skaters. So um, we'll do that. We'll take a break and we'll come back and uh, and and have Coach Killer uh, coming up. Uh, right here on footnotes and uh if you want to be a part of the show you can always do that as well it's the game hotline 706-0111 that's the number to call uh when we return we'll uh 
We'll we'll talk some hockey. We'll we'll break down the Stanley Cup Finals with our guy, Killer Kaminsky, right here on 1037 The Game Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. It's your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. We supply the sports. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. June 15th, 1976. The Houston Astros are forced to cancel their game despite being played inside the Astrodome. Heavy rains make it difficult for the visiting team and umpires to get through flooded streets. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back into the show. George Faust in along with you for footnotes. Kevin Foote taking a little time off and George Faust filling in here. Hope you're having a great Wednesday as we get things rolling here. And uh, it's time now to bring to, to bring in uh, the DeLorean and uh, take a little trip back down memory lane and look ahead. But uh, we've got uh, the coach uh, Kevin Killer Kaminsky, the former NHL star, joining us on the show. Uh, played for the Washington Capitals. That's I guess, coach. That's where that's where you played most of your time in the NHL. Is that right? Correct, George. So so uh, uh, so obviously when we we have uh, we have you on the show, you used to coach the Louisiana Ice Skaters. For those who don't know, uh, the Ice Skaters were the high is the hockey team that was here in Louisiana from '95 to what uh, I don't know '2010 maybe something like that. Uh, uh, and and so when uh, you're stint here, I was here obviously, and and we we got a chance to. To chat and talk a little bit about, uh, you know, when the Stanley Cup rolled around, you and I would 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 kind of break it down, and, and so I, I wanted to reach out to you. Tonight is the uh, first game of the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, and so just uh, let's let's start there, Coach. First off, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. So thanks so much for taking some time for me uh, this morning. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good, uh, George. Just. Uh... Having a cup of coffee and just uh, you know doing some recruiting this morning and so a little uh, bit of uh, got got the killer classic golf tournament back on track after three years of COVID delays so right that just came about so wow just uh, you know keeping very busy and uh, came a grandpa on Sunday as well so. oh wow congratulations well thank you yeah. thank you. So, so what is uh, what? What are you doing now? You you are you a head coach now, and uh, how, how, where where are you at at the, at the current moment? I'm in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, at the current moment, but I coach uh, three and a half hours up north. Um, in uh, it's called the Larange Ice Wolves uh, in the SJHL. Obviously, every I think everyone knows about uh, you know the accident with the. Humboldt Broncos, and uh, that's who Humboldt and uh, Flin Flon Bombers, the home of, uh, you know, uh, Reggie Leach and Bobby Clark. Um, 
you know, Nippowin, Melfort, uh, Yorkton, Terriers, Melville Millionaires, Esteban Bruins, Weyburn Red Wings. I mean, there's a lot of history in this, uh, in the SJHL. Um, and, and I'm, well, I, I mean, it was, uh, it was a great year for us, but, uh, Unfortunately, we did lose to the humble Broncos in six games in the in the first round. But we give them uh, we give them a hell of a run this year. They had a hell of a team. Gotcha. Well, cool, coach. That's that's cool. And so let's 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 uh, bring it into the to the NHL here and the Stanley Cup. Uh, Tampa Bay, Colorado. Tampa Bay, obviously uh, a team that that has you know they they did just seem to be. In the in the finals every year, it's, it seems like, and going for the three peat here. Uh, just uh, your your general uh, take on who has the advantage in this contest for uh, just a kind of an over overview here uh, for the for the Lightning and the and the Avalanche. Well, obviously, I I really think that uh, the Lightning uh, they, they they know how to win. I mean, you look at the last series against the Rangers. You know, Rangers get up two nothing, and uh, there just seems to be no panic uh, in that uh, Lightning locker room. Uh, you know, you got the guys of uh, you know Stamkos, Edmund is probably one of the best demon in the in the league. I mean, the Kucherov, but then they have all these guys that uh, you know that have been there. You know, already have won two Stanley Cups, and uh, they know what it takes to win. Um, you know, you got, and, and they have a big, heavy team. I mean, you got guys like uh, the Pat Maroon, uh, Corey Perry. Uh, these guys uh, just keep finding ways to uh, chip in, not chip in offensively, but play very sound defensively. Um, so I, I think with the Lightning, and when I look at this series, I think goaltending goes to uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I think defensively, um, it goes to Tampa Bay. Yet, I think offensively, with the second wave or the second rush, uh, I think uh, you know, obviously with Makar, um, the you know they're going to generate a little bit more offense, uh, you know, from the back end. Um, so yeah, so those you know, just kind of those two little. The goaltending and the defensive part of it, and and some offense from the defense, uh, you know, uh, those are kind of my takes so far sure. on, on this series. Ha, so it ha. looks it looks like uh, Colorado Colorado hasn't played uh, since what uh, uh, game four of the of the five. Uh, let's see, the game one uh, will be Colorado's first game since June sixth. Is there is there some worry of rust with regards to uh, not being not being having played, or do you, you kind of keep in shape, and that that shouldn't really matter? I don't know. What do you think? Is there will will the Avalanche have a little bit of rust on them because they haven't played in a while? Well, I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, you know uh, Jared Bednar actually coach uh, uh, coach in Colorado, a Saskatchewan boy as well. Mm. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, He's going to have his boys ready to play. I'm sure they're going to be. They, they've probably had a lot of game-like situations, uh, probably playing, uh, you know, a uh, little bit physical in practice just to make sure that uh, he's got his boys ready to ready to play. So, um, 
like I said, I, I, I think obviously Tampa Bay uh, might be a little tired the first two games, but again, they always seem to find a way. But I think uh, Colorado, I, I think they're going to come out flying. Now the passing and, and that might be a little bit uh, rusty, as you said, but but I think they're going to be full of uh, piss and vinegar, and they're going to be uh, all over Tampa Bay. And, and you know they know what's at stake here. I mean, this is uh, yeah. uh, they've been very close here in the last few years, and they've been go- gaining momentum. And, and this is this is the year for them uh, to, to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's it's funny how uh, you know. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't really pull for anything out of Tampa, coach. It's 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 in my blood. <laughs> I can't. Hey, Saints and and the Bucks don't mix. You know, I can't. It's just hard for me to like to 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 put put any uh any uh any momentum behind a Tampa team but uh man they don't need me though cuz they, they they've done a great job they're going for a three-peat it, it, and so that's pretty unique isn't it i think it's only happened 5 times in NHL history and it hasn't happened since the 1980s where uh they uh, uh, i guess a team has won 3 straight and uh that that that's quite impressive isn't it i mean to be able to be in this position and have that opportunity. Well, especially in this time of day, um, mm-hmm. you know, with the salary cap and, uh, you know, all, all those other little things that come into play, um, you know, like for, for Tampa Bay to do what they've done, obviously I, I, am I'm, I'm a big Islanders fan from way back when, when they won their, you know, four Stanley cups in a row. Then the Oilers took over won their four Stanley cups in a row. So I think the Islanders were early 80s, and then uh, I think it was 84, 85 that um, Edmonton took over. So, and then that's yeah. been the last, you know, the three or four cups in a row. Um, you know, like you said, it's uh, every team with the, the salary cap. Uh, you know, you you know, it's, it's kind of a more even playing field, and and I think that's what makes us a little bit special for Tampa Bay is that. They've kept their guys uh, intact. Now, you know, maybe after this year, I'm not sure who's up for contracts and all that stuff. But uh, you know, it could be a, maybe a few pieces dismantled from that uh, puzzle they have right now. Um, so, like I said, they, you know, they're hungry. They know they want a three-peat. Um, they obviously they have the team to do it. Uh, um, so yeah, it's going to be, uh, going to be interesting. Uh, but, but it is kind of cool to see at this day and age, uh, a chance for a team to three peak. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. So, so from a, a story perspective, that's pretty cool. But from, uh, from a, uh, New Orleans boy growing up, I, I'm just having a hard time with, uh, Tampa being good at everything, anything. Uh, <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. Though. Uh, that's because my boy Brady. That's because my boy Brady moved to Tampa. That's it. you know what? Look, <laughs> and, and, and the crazy thing is, I'm telling you, man. The the Saints that year they won the Super Bowl. Tampa did. Uh, the Saints had them. They beat them, man, twice that, during the regular season. They just did a hiccup in the playoffs, and then that was the the rest is history. Uh, so speaking of football, I know you you, you follow football, and there's no. Uh, no doubt about it, but we were talking. We we're talking all week along about heartbreaking losses in college football. Um, and are you still an Alabama fan? I'm assuming you are, right? 
Well, definitely, definitely. <laughs> it's hard. Like, uh, roll, roll tide, baby. Oh, you know, this is the station for LSU, Coach. You're going to be a troll. No, I'm just oh, kidding. I, I can't. <laughs> The only the only purple and yellow I like are the old Kings uniforms, man. <laughs> uh, so so t- refresh my memory now. You lived in Alabama, or was it when you were in Mississippi coaching the River Kings? Uh, is that uh, when when did you become an Alabama fan? How did that all shake out? Yeah, I was uh, coaching uh, the Mississippi River Kings and uh, uh, met these people. Um, and my second year there, I. Uh, well, the daughters cheered together, uh, their daughter and uh, and then my daughter. So they would carpool, you know, because it was down at, uh, I think, the, where they practiced and everything was down Memphis, gotcha. uh, University yeah. of Memphis there. Right, so, sure. so anyway, we got, I got to know these people. And, um, you know, they when I went back, uh, you know, to Mississippi, I, they offered me to live in their guest pool house. And everything, everything in the guest pool house, everything in their <laughs> home was all Alabama stuff. It was absolutely phenomenal, but yet crazy. <laughs> um, and that was uh, the, the Kingsleys were the name, um, you know, and, and they, they, they treated me with utmost respect and give me a great place to, uh, to live and, uh, you know, had a lot of fun with them. I, I even went to, uh, you know, the crazy thing is that this is how, you know, uh, the the A-Day game, the, the Crimson and White game. I mean, I, I went down there with them and uh, 90,000 people for a scrimmage, you know. <laughs> and, and that's kind of when, you know, I, I had a guy I coached, and actually he did uh, come follow me from Youngstown, Ohio, to Mississippi, he, he played at Ohio State, his hockey, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember, um, you know, watching, uh, I think it was Ohio and uh, uh, Florida uh, in the finals. Yeah, Ohio State um, and Florida, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, well, obviously Ohio State lost, so he was, uh, he was a bit sour. But so that's kind of how I got a little bit into the, uh, the college uh, ranks of football. Um, and, and obviously – uh, I guess I picked the right household because uh, Alabama is a very uh, yeah. But back notch, then, uh, but back then, what year uh, was that? What year was that, Coach? Was that been what? Ninety? No, see, they weren't even good back then. <laughs> and I and I and I think and I think they I think they won right. Well, so, in '92, uh, they won a national championship uh, with uh, Gene Stallings, and then. Uh, you know, I covered Alabama uh, in the late '90s, and it was Mike Dubose was the head coach. Who was the head coach at that time? Do you remember? Oh, it was uh, Shula. No, no, it was uh, it was no, no. So that was well. This was in actually 1990. What am I? It's about. It was 2000, uh, probably 2007. I would have been there. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, or so- 2008, 2000. So they started. Yeah, so Sa- yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. So Saban was around. Yeah, Saban was around. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Well, yeah. Then, 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 yeah, then then that's why you like him. All right. Okay, I got it. All right. Yeah. That's well, okay. Saban's so, one hell of a coach. So. Yeah, he is. He is. It, it, yeah. it irks people to hear that around here, but uh, it's the Well, truth. yeah. You know, I know <laughs> he, he was there in LSU, too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure enough. All right. Well, Coach. I, uh, I, I've, won, uh, I've won many steak dinners with the – 
with a buddy in uh, Louisiana there. Uh, he was a big LSU fan. So uh, yeah, I, I understand. I understand, Coach. So so let's let's get back to the hockey real quick. You want to you want to give us a give us a, a pick here as uh, as to who might win this thing, the the whole thing, and how many games it's going to go. Uh, what do you think? Well, it's definitely going to go seven games. I think it's going to be a seesaw battle. I mean, like I said, it you know, uh, uh, I think with like I said, the edge goes to goaltending for Tampa Bay. Right. Uh, the defensive side of it goes to Tampa Bay, but the offensive side, the D, goes to Colorado. But I, I tell you what, the forwards that these teams have, you know, you got. Uh, you know, Stamkos, Kucherov, um, you know, man, just those, like everybody. And then, um, you know, you, like I said, you got Hedman on D. You got, and I don't know if Braden Point will be back. Uh, you know, you got just got the work ethic guys, Kilhorn, Pallet, uh, Chirelli, who's very, very uh, uh, great two-way two-way hockey player then like you said then you got Corey Perry who's uh, won a championship uh, a Stanley Cup with Anaheim um, you know like I said these guys uh, these guys are equipped to win another one um, but then again with uh, uh, Colorado you know McKinnon and Ranton and um, you know I don't know if Kadri will be back or not if he's gonna you know like I know all these these guys play with unbelievable pain to win a championship so you know you could see him um playing again but like i said the list goes on and on they they got some great young guys um you know uh to support mckinnon um so like i said it's gonna go seven but i'm gonna uh, i think the young kids the colorado avalanche are gonna wear them down uh use their speed and uh, they got great skill, and they can finish a lot too. So I'm I'm going to go uh, in seven games. I'm going to go with the app. All right, coach, dude, this, this has been fun, coach. Good talking to you. I really do appreciate you taking some time. At th- we we threw back to the old days, man, where we got to got a chance to uh, chop it up about some hockey. I enjoy it. Well, yeah, you know what? It was funny. We went uh, me and Alana went for a walk yesterday, and I said they're going to be have an interview with George and. And uh, we did some fun stuff. That McDonald's commercial, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, bowling charities. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, we did that Stanley Cup uh, playoff uh, uh, breakdown. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, breakdown at the at the station there. So yeah, we did a lot of yeah. a lot of great things. Golf together. So, Golf. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Great, great times in uh, Lafayette. That's for sure. I I always appreciate you, and uh, you you were very. Uh, very insightful when it came to hockey because you know I, a kid from New Orleans, South Louisiana doesn't doesn't usually see a whole lot about hockey, but you know a lot of people fell in love with that hockey team, that the Ice Gators, and and uh, and it's a shame they're not still around, but uh, it's it's hard to sure. in this day and age, it's hard to hard to sustain, I guess, uh, with uh, everything rolling around like it is. So, Coach, I, right. I really do appreciate your time. I always a pleasure talking to you, uh, and I'll, I'll continue to follow. Obviously, on uh, 
on uh, Facebook and all that good stuff because uh, that's 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 how I located you. So uh, anyway, thanks so much for the time, Coach. We look forward to uh, uh, best of luck in your season uh, with your team up there. And uh, and uh, we'll when you're right, I'll call you back. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. That sounds good, George. And I just uh, like I said, I know I had some awesome uh, years in uh, in Lafayette, and uh, I just want to say hi to uh, all the friends and. Uh, and fans and uh, like I said, it was uh, it was a great time in my life to uh, uh, you know to be an ice skater. So <laughs> good stuff, coach. All right, that's Ke- Kevin Killer Kaminsky, uh, former NHL former ice skaters coach, uh, breaking down the Stanley Cup for us. Uh, coach, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you. We're gonna take a break here on footnotes, and uh, we'll come back and uh, and kind of finish up the last half hour of the show here. On 103.7 The Game Lafayette, 104.1 The Game Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Z28. Z28. Now, a running back with great speed and start and go ability, like a Chevy Camaro that plays for the New Orleans Saints, also known as Alvin Camara. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back into the show. George Faust uh, in along with you as we roll along on Footnotes, a Wednesday edition. It's June 15th of 2022, not to be confused with uh, yesterday when I thought it was today. Um, But it is June 15th if you're writing a check. Does anybody write checks anymore? Yeah, I I think so too. Nobody use the card. I don't carry cash. Yeah, I don't carry cash. I don't work in a restaurant anymore. I yeah. don't carry really cash. Uh-huh. Kenneth does because he now works at Old Time, so like he has to he gets like tips and stuff. But right. me, I only write a check once a month, and has to pay our rent. Everything right. else though is like <laughs> online or like you right. can call right the right. hotline yeah. or you put your number in all that. Exactly. That, the, the, everybody uses a card now, and then and then what's crazy is now everywhere you go, you know, most places, a lot of places, they put a a, a fee. Like a three yeah. percent card fee, a non-cash fee, and yeah. I'm like, man, that that's just. And it's not cut. even every restaurant either. It's some restaurants, right. but like not every single one. And it, well, what's crazy is like you're like, oh, okay, this is gonna cost this, and then you get the bill, and it's like, you know, four percent more. And yeah. Like, Wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta like almost remember where. The restaurants that do have the like charge on it, yeah. So then we'll like remember and go to that place to eat like lunch or dinner. We'll go take cash out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you so don't you, have to worry about well, that fee. And that's what they want you to do, so that they, you know, they don't have to put that extra. The, the uh, they don't have to pay the the fee to the. I don't know if it's for the credit card company or uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's, what it's because I only it's does anybody for the know machine. Because if it's for the machine, then why would you change it now to now have a right put a fee on the machine when your machine's already working? To pay for without the fee, so I'm not sure. I don't, I don't get it either. I like I, but but you know, I guess I'm not that smart. You know, I, maybe I should charge four percent when you change your channel to channel ten. Give it goes straight to my 
PayPal account or whatever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, there is something called Pickle Jar. You know what Pickle Jar is? It's a, it's no. an it's an app where like if you're a, a musician or something, and you can you can sign up and 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 they people can tip you. It's oh. yeah. It's a, it, I heard that on a uh, on another uh, radio show once. Hmm. Yeah, I used a, to used to go in. Um, one guy did it for me, and then I announced it then is that when it comes to like I did the DoorDash, I did all the third party stuff while I was also half you know part time working here. So I went, and one guy's like, I still have cash on me, and I have turned around like on the card I have. Can I Venmo you? I was like, sure. So I started. People were like. I don't have any cash. I was like, you want to get Venmo? So I started like putting my Venmo and like my right, little right. thing. Hey, I'm on the way here. Da 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 da. Here you go. Right, right, right. The Ven- Venmo. Yeah, that's that's a interesting. We were talking about that the other day. Uh, yeah, actually yesterday in the newsroom about uh, if uh, you know, like, do you trust it? But yeah, Venmo's very. I mean, I've never had a problem uh, with that. And Mm-mm. then, and then uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, it seems to be pretty working. I mean, uh, and for older guys like me, like that that have kind of that aren't as digitally advanced. With I mean, I know how to use a computer. I know how to use a phone. I can use apps. Yeah. I, but it's not what I grew up on, right? I grew up on, uh, you know, writing things out on paper and and not not using a computer to do everything and right uh, so but now younger people they're, they're this, this is the normal for them to to pick right. up their phone and venmo me uh, five bucks because they bought i bought lunch was bought and i need to pay that dude that's not a uh, right yeah. like now it's like a, it's a thing like even but like for me and like kenneth at home like if i go buy something he'll just go hey i'll just send it to you because you know like for our bank for chase you're able to send back and forth. Right. Okay. So you have like a Zelle. So I was like, I'll just, Correct. you know, we'll just send back and forth. Yeah. But like, I think I weirded out James the other day because we were taking notes during a staff meeting. Okay. And he looks over and Matt's in there typing on his computer, I guess, the notes or whatever he was doing. And I'm on the other side and I'm like writing and like my pen <laughs> fell. And he was like, oh my gosh, I got to get a pen to pick it up for you. I was like, I'm actually writing out notes here, like writing the minutes or something. Right. Well, because <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do one. I, I do both. Right. Because like well, some things are compute better if I type as it I out. Sit, I, as it. I sit at this desk, I have a, a a binder with a piece of paper and a pen, and as people talk, I write down notes as as I'm talking. And if I think if they say something, and I, I I'll write it down. Now I also have a computer in front of me, and I could do that, right? But that to me, to me, having to type something out on a on a blank sheet to remind myself is is a waste of time like if i could just write it with my hand so uh, th- mm. it's just a mindset though it's not it's not that it's it, it, both are both are very easy you know, to do the right, right to do it right but, it's- but and, and, and <laughs> i guess it, in my mind it's like well i gotta go find i gotta go turn this on i gotta go get this and then i gotta open it up i gotta look at it whereas if i write it I'm just writing it, and it's right in front of me. I got the physical copy right here. I got it. The piece of paper is in my hand. Right. Like I, I could have, when we printed out our sheets the other day, I could have easily gone and, like, checked the printer and, like, made sure <laughs> the ink was good. But instead, I literally took a Sharpie because it's the same color, and I just I figured out, I was right. Why go and open it again and have to reprint it and fix it? <laughs> well, I can just write it over it and make it darker. Like, that's all you got to do. <laughs> 
So like there's times when you're like you're thinking your mind's like I can easily write this a lot faster if I just I go ahead and type it, type right. it out because well, like you got to open all these open everything the whole process right <laughs> and then like on your phone like I'm like the other day this is not a lie I was looking for I was, I was like I don't have a pen and I had my phone in my hand right I don't have a pen I don't have a pen I, I, I got to write this down and I was I went oh. And I just popped open my phone, went to the notes, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That'll work. But but see, now it's stuck in my phone, and I don't. if I don't visually see it, maybe I forget about it, I think, is what mm. – anyway. That's that, because I'm, I, I'm built that way. Like, I don't think, oh, I put it in my phone. There it is. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of why like, no one remembers their passwords anymore because they're like, it's on my phone. And like, it already has a face ID. Right, right. right. Just, and yeah, it's there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, we'll, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, finish up the final 15, if you will, here on Footnotes. I'm George Faust in for Kevin. Uh, you're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. <laughs> Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to Footnotes, George Faust, in alongside of you and Hannah and uh, all the rest of uh, the lovely listeners and uh, Footnote fans. Uh, Kevin uh, is on vacation, and uh, we're going to finish up this hour and uh, put a bow on it. And let me tell you about this first. The Trail is putting on a free all-day event this Saturday at Cafe 20. Three is at 20.3 at 1500 General Mouton. In addition to free paddling, there will also be a, par- uh, be a party featuring live music to help out the Mile Zero Heroes by raising awareness and funds to build a new uh, Teat Fair Park and boat launch at Mile Zero of the Vermilion River. Donations and sponsorships are welcome. Trail will match up to $20,000 in donations for more information. Visit www.latrail.org. All right, there you go. And uh, good show today, I think. I think we had uh, some interesting topics uh, with regards to the. Um, I love talking with uh, Coach Kaminsky, and uh, he he brought up the he brought up the commercials we used to shoot. We used to shoot McDonald's commercials, uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Those th- those shoots and. Uh, I'll tell you about it uh, maybe tomorrow, or, or we got Paul on the line. So let's go to the game hotline. Paul, what's up? Oh, George, how's it going? It's glorious, bro. I figured I'd call and, you know, spread joy. Spread. You know, I definitely want to see you doing a great job, bro. I want to tell you the great news. You know, the Yankees won again. <laughs> I want to tell you we got voted the best play of the week. You have to go check it out in the ESPN. The man threw it off his knee. You know what I mean? Awesome. We got voted number one. Uh, that, that's... You know, <laughs> so I just I got to share that with everyone, bring joy to everybody. I understand. I I, I get it. I hey, so, look, it was a, we had a we had a blast, man. Uh, 
you know, discussing baseball. It's a, it's a fun time, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so let me ask you a question. Okay. You going to meet up for the 22nd at B-Dub? Uh, I, I actually, uh, I'm going to try and make it out there. I, I will be oh, getting off the set. Oh, you be there. You I, I, be I was there. getting off the set at six 30. Uh, I usually get off the set about six, uh, you know, get off the set at six 30. I get out of there about six 45. Oh, I, pro- I could probably make it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I told, I told, I told, uh, RP three that I'd, I'd try and get out there. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now I'm a, last but not least, I'm going to leave you and the, the listeners with great news. Uh Oh, you're talking about good and bad times of remembering about games, right? Okay. The yes. greatest things, and I wasn't there for all of them, but I'm going to accumulate all 27. The greatest moment was 27 championships for the for the Yankees. <laughs> the, the last, the most recent worst is one getting cheated by the trash can liquors and Cheetos Astros. That's the last bad memory I have. Uh, uh, We're going to redeem ourselves in a few days. All right, all right. Leave you with that one. Y'all have a blessing. Go Yankees. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. As always, uh, very interesting. And, uh, yeah, th- so I appreciate that, Paul. Thanks for calling in. Um, and and <laughs> what I was going to say, talking about uh, when, when Killer and I used to do those commercials, it was I, w- I was be laying – I was on the ice, on the hockey – in the hockey rink, uh, and he shot, a, he shot a puck, and I'm laying down. You can actually go look at it on YouTube. It's on there. Uh, it's on my YouTube page. Um it, it's it's hilarious it's it's he, he shoots it and i catch the the puck which is actually a burger and uh and, and uh talk we talk about that um it, 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 he was talking about that and and so it was funny because there were a bunch of different little commercials that we shot throughout the years uh with his time there and then drew omacholi came in and we shot some commercials with him as well and that was funny as well there was a, always uh, that was a fun time doing that doing stuff like that all right guys that's gonna uh pretty much wrap up the show uh we'll um We'll have uh, much more tomorrow. I'm I'm efforting a familiar voice to come on the show and talk Saints with us. Uh, you know her, you love her, and uh, she just texted me actually. So I I don't know what she's saying, but uh, I'm efforting Madeline uh, Adams to to come on the show with us uh, tomorrow since she's down in New Orleans covering the Saints at minicamp. So we'll get her hopefully. Fingers crossed. I can't promise, but anyway, we'll try and get her on. And uh, if we do. Uh, that'll be fun. That'll be a good time. Uh, another uh, str- stroll down memory lane, only the memory lane is not that far away. All right, that's going to do it for the show. As always, have a great week, uh, We uh, a great Wednesday. And as my dad always told me, remember, you represent your family. You're listening to Footnotes on 103.7 The Game. Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. See you later.